Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, your home for cooking inspiration plus raw and honest book reviews. Episodes alternate between my two passions, maintaining a simple and efficiently run kitchen and keeping up with this year's hottest books. I hope after each episode, you take away a new idea for your kitchen or a new book recommendation. I'm your host, Dara Boxer, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Raw and the Cooked. Today, we are talking about the transition from nap to quiet time. I'm really excited about today's topic, mainly because I personally love quiet time, my kids love quiet time, and my daily flow would completely fall apart without it. I'm a firm believer in quiet time and really excited to share the hows and the whys with you today. I also want to provide encouragement because starting out can be rough. It is rough and it's not going to be easy, but I want you to stay patient and vigilant. And I promise you that you and your kids will be so much better for it. So let's start with the why. Why is quiet time so important, especially when our little kids stop taking their afternoon nap? Do we really need to replace it with something else? Uh, So uh, of course the answer is yes, because at its core, quiet time is all about your child recharging and resting, even if they don't nap, right? Quiet time fosters independent play, which is so important for healthy development. Quiet time is also about providing structured downtime and relaxation for your child. There's no pressure for our children to nap, but if they fall asleep in the middle of quiet time, we just treat that as an added bonus. And it's also downtime for us, right? It's time for us to read, clean, finish a load of laundry, an email, a phone call, scrolling Twitter uninterrupted, right? And even though I have a four-month-old baby with me that I'm nursing around the clock, I still look forward to when my big kids begin their quiet time, right? I just get to cuddle and be with my baby without interruption. And it feels like a triple win when I'm able to get the baby to nap while the big kids are doing their quiet time. Then it's like really actual quiet time for me too, which is amazing. Although it doesn't happen as often as I would like. Anyway, so we've covered the why, right? And if you're listening to this episode, you are probably already sold on the idea of quiet time. So let's get into the how of quiet time. All right. So before you even begin quiet time, here are just a few hard and fast rules. You're going to have quiet time set at the same time in your day as you would for your child's nap. You're just switching it, right? Uh, You're going to lay out some ground rules for your child. You're going to explain to them that they will be in their rooms or wherever you decide you're going to set up quiet time for a specific period of time. When you first begin, I really suggest starting small. Um, Maybe that's 15 minutes or 20 minutes. If your child has never done quiet time before or had uh, or isn't really successful at independent play, you can't expect them to play by themselves or be alone for up to an hour really start small. Again, maybe 10 or 15 minutes at most. Um, Another rule is that in the beginning, you are going to have to walk them through and get them set up for quiet time, almost essentially how you would set up for a nap. Um, So for us, that looks like, um, we'll we'll use my my two and a half year old son as an example. After lunch, uh, he knows it's quiet time. So we go upstairs together. I change his diaper. We play for a few minutes. uh, We talk we do whatever. He sets his timer and I leave. Um, 
but it, <laughs> and that that's a good day. On an excellent day, uh, I just say, okay, quiet time. And he, after changing his diaper, and he goes upstairs into his room, sets his own timer, and then I just hear him playing and having like a grand old time. Um, on a horrible day, it's him screaming and crying uh, as I like drag him up the stairs. Um, sort of kidding, not really. Uh, which is a good indication that he is exhausted and will absolutely pass out during quiet time. But in the beginning, you were going to start out very small, um, and again. 10 minutes one day, 20 minutes the next day, um, right? And maybe this takes weeks instead of like a couple of days, um, maybe not, right? All children are different. So again, you're going to go up to their designated quiet time area with them wherever you decide that is. Um, you are going to provide them with some quiet activities, uh, books, trains, dolls, puzzles. Uh, the key is it shouldn't be anything stimulating with lights or batteries or that makes noise absolutely no screen time, right? So just, um, it's quiet time. So just quiet toys, like whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, some children need a little extra motivation. Maybe you set aside some special activities, like maybe it's coloring, um, or you have a a couple of different activities that are just for quiet time. Uh, my kids are pretty content with doing, um, activities that are already out and at and are available for them. Um, but you know, every, again, every child is different. Um, definitely explain the rules and the expectations. Um, a lot of times when, or in the beginning, when we started this with my son, he would constantly ask, is quiet time over? Is quiet time over? Um, and we had to explain to him, you know, uh, if you see red on your timer, uh, that means it is still quiet time. A friend of mine has a little rhyme. Um, I think it's like, if the light is red, uh, stay near your bed. And if it's green, you are ready to be seen. So a friend of mine has the hatch light that she utilizes for nap time, which is awesome because you can set the lights and the times and whatever. It's really great. Um, I, we also have a hatch, but we use it as a noise machine. I don't really set it up. My, my husband isn't a huge fan of like the light, um, feature for quiet time. He finds it like a dystopian, like hellscape. So we have a time timer that we use. I'm going to link it in the show notes. The time timer is this really cool clock that, um, it's, you can buy them in increments. I think it's like five minutes, 30 an hour. And I think they now have a two hour clock, but anyway, you set the time you want and there's like a big color block that very slowly goes away. Um, so the child can like actually visualize like how much time is left as opposed to like setting like an actual timer. Does that make any sense? I hope this is making sense. I think if you see a picture of the time timer, you'll get it. But anyway, um, I I just, children have like no concept of time, right? So like when you say five minutes, I don't think that means anything to a child, but if they can like physically see like a block of five minutes that slowly turns white as the time goes. Anyway, I I feel like I've been talking about this for way too long. So you'll set your timer. uh, So I strongly recommend using either the time timer or the hatch nightlight as as your uh, timer. Both are great. Uh, there's no right. There's no wrong. Right. It's just what works best for your family. 
and um, my my children love setting their own timer. Um, it, it's really fun for them. So uh, I would also incentivize them with a treat, uh, maybe screen time after quiet time is over. So we talk about maybe a special snack that they want to eat, um, maybe a, a movie or a show that they want to watch after quiet time is over, right? So uh, that's kind of just like the basic guidelines of it. Um, and again, in the beginning, we would uh, change change diapers, take them upstairs, play with them for a little bit, set the timer for them. Um, we wouldn't necessarily shut the door, but the rule would be like they need to kind of stay upstairs in their area until the timer is over. My children do share a room uh, and I definitely separate them for quiet time. My daughter usually heads to our playroom, which is on our main level. She'll grab maybe a few stuffed animals or dolls or whatever she wants to play with. Uh, and, And I don't really worry so much if, that there's no bed in the playroom. She uh, loves to curl up on a chair, play with her dolls, and more than half the time she will end up falling asleep on the chair and she just curls up. It's really sweet. Um, my son, on the other hand, could pass out like literally anywhere and more times than not, I will find him passed out uh, on the floor, um, passed out on the couch, passed out. Uh, I've seen him like fall asleep on a step before like he'll just fall asleep anywhere. It's actually really sweet uh, because they just have this amazing ability to just play by themselves, their imaginations, uh, hear them singing and and just making their own world out of the toys that that they want to play with. Um, And then a lot of times it gets really quiet because they have fallen asleep. And I think the fact that there's like no pressure and they have the free ability to, to kind of pick and choose what they want to do. Like it's just, it really, it takes off the pressure and, um, it more times than not, it just, it kind of runs like clockwork. Um, they, they know that once lunch is over, uh, they're expected to do quiet time. We do do it every single day, even on weekends. Um, but because they share a room, we usually negotiate out space who who's going into their bedroom, um, who's going to the playroom, or who's doing quiet time in the family room. Um, my only rule is that they're on different levels of the house because if I if I have them each do quiet time in a separate room on the main level, they will somehow like find each other, and then it's just really rowdy and just quiet time is ruined. Um, so. Unfortunately, uh, you know, they're, they're two and a half and four. So, and they're like best friends and they always want to be around each other. But if I, if I learned, uh, very quickly that if they're on different levels, quiet time runs a lot smoother. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of how we do it around here. Um, and just for reference, my four-year-old daughter stopped doing her afternoon nap, uh, before the age of two. So we were really scrambling for a while because it was just rough, right? Like she wouldn't nap. And so we're just like, okay, forget it. And then we would just continue on with our day. And before dinner time, she would just have these horrible epic meltdowns. So we, we needed to figure out like a different system 
And so we, we would start with an hour of quiet time. Um, well, of course we worked our way up to that. Um, and, and it took about a week, uh, before it kind of started to click for her, maybe two weeks. I, I can't really remember exactly. It just feels like ages ago. Um, but, but now she's like excellent. And a lot of times I don't even have to ask her or prompt her. She just knows it lunch is over. It's quiet time. Um, my two and a half year old son, he's getting there. Um, but it's, it, it, it was, it's not as like, I still do need to prompt him and just let him know that like, Hey, we're starting quiet time. Right. Uh, and that's kind of it. Uh, and my last, my last point that I want to make, I would say the average nap time, or I'm sorry, quiet time that most families have, it ranges anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours. It really depends on your child and their ability to play. If they like legit do not nap like at all, uh, then uh, I, I would say shoot for about an hour. And it'll be pretty obvious when your child is ready to transition from their nap to moving on to quiet time, mainly because they, they will just stop napping um, and they will uh, like cry, frustrate you. It'll just be like a whole thing. So if you feel like the naps are slowly starting to fade away, the naps are getting shorter and shorter, uh, you, you can hear them not napping, uh, you might be ready to begin quiet time. But again, do not get discouraged because eventually once the pressure of napping gets removed, they will come back to it. My four-year-old daughter, she now naps at quiet time more often than she did when we were really trying to get the nap to happen back when she was um, basically still a baby, like a year and a half. All right. So just running through our quick rules, how to get started one more time. So number one, we're going to keep quiet time at the same time as our previous nap time. Number two, we're going to set ground rules with our children, let them know what the rules and expectations are for this new fun chapter of their lives. Number three, we're going to incentivize with treats and rewards. And I know that incentivizing with rewards uh, can, can be a little controversial, but uh, in the beginning, just go ahead and, and do it. Number four, um, in the beginning, we're going to start small. We're going to slowly work our way up. We're going to start uh, 10, 15 minutes, and we're going to work all the way up to about an hour. Number five, in the beginning, we are going to walk our child through the same steps as we would for a nap, right? So we're going to change diaper, go potty, uh, bring them upstairs, hang out with them for a little bit, and then walk out. Number six, we're going to make sure that they are set up and equipped with all the quiet time activities that they could desire. And number seven, set a timer. Uh, so I, I really, I wish you luck, uh, but please continue to be encouraged. You can do this, stick with it, be patient, and just know that you and your child slash children will be so much better off once you establish a nice, beautiful routine. So again, hang in there, mama. I am praying for you. You can do it. It is not as scary and it is just going to be so rewarding once you get into a good flow. So 